everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. And you wait, you're, pro you're probably wondering, wait, we? Of course, I mean we. Of course, the Honorable Tesla and the Fantastic Miss Frida are here. And the illustrious Butt Maestro is here. How's it going, buddy? Hey, y'all. Uh, welcome back to Cinema Gems. We are another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated uh, nerds talk about the shit we love. Um, before we get into the thing today, though, I just have to point out, Admiral, it was really funny how you, you borderline uh, opened the show with, uh, it, it was almost uh, Riker, uh, Warp Factor 5, 6, 7, 8. Hey, hey. I love that, okay? I love... I know, I do too. <laughs> but I was just found out the other day, apparently, that uh, Riker plays trombone. I don't know how they're just finding this out, because I know I've told them before. It's okay, it's fine. We're married. As I've been told by a customer the other day, it's okay, nobody listens to me. And her response is, oh, you must be married. And I go, yes, my wife is behind me on register. No joke, that happened. Hey now. Be, be nice hey i'm not saying i'm not saying the person was right or wrong i'm just saying it just so happened to be right in that situation <laughs> but that is neither here nor there we are here to talk about the 30th anniversary of mrs doubtfire wow <laughs> i i'm so happy i got to watch this movie this week because otherwise it was a weird week uh so this was kind of perfect uh it was also really funny because because I watched Mrs. Doubtfire this week, Robin Williams movies came up a lot at uh, Swapper Jacks this oh, week. Oh, nice. And a bunch of people mentioned Death to Smoochie. A bunch of people mentioned, uh, uh, oh shit, Genie, of course. Um, but Mrs. Doubtfire is without a doubt one of the most iconic Robin Williams movies. It has to be. It's it's at least in everyone's top five, if not in the number one it's... spot. It's it, it's one of those. It's in the it's in the top three for me. Death to Smoochie is another one that I really like a lot as well. Right there with you. I've I've always preached Death to Smoochie. Fantastic fucking movie. Um, but before we go any and further, like this movie, fantastic fucking Robin Williams performance. Before we go any further, is there... We need to specify that, as I was told by Patron, if you look at it from a certain perspective, it's just drag. Nothing else wrong with it. It's just drag. Exactly. That's that. I, I watched this with Glados twice this week, and that seems to be their consensus as well. Uh, I also didn't necessarily like. Look, cis white male. Take my opinion with a grain of salt. I didn't see anything majorly problematic with anything Robin Williams necessarily did in this movie. There are some slightly problematic things. Uh, in other supporting casts, in the writing of this yep. movie, specifically the judge. Fuck the judge. But considering there was only one character in this movie who I wanted to punch for being so absurdly problematic, statistically not bad for a 90s movie. No, it didn't age perfectly, but it aged better than most 90 movies. Agreed. Agreed. Like, the, the only person in this movie who you want to punch for being so problematic is... The person who is supposed to be, like, the main obstacle. Oh, 
in the character's way. Besides their own behavior and stubbornness, he is the other main obstacle of bureaucracy. Oh, you mean Pierce Brosnan before he was Bond? BB? Before Bond? No, I was still talking about the judge. But we can also talk about Pierce Brosnan being uh, a punchable for other reasons. Very, very punchable for other reasons. Um, so, I was watching this movie with Patron, which, by the way, we did have Jambalaya while we were watching this movie. And I did add a little bit more J- spice. J- jambalaya is spicy by default. If you don't, if you want mild jambalaya, don't fucking order jambalaya. Exactly. If ordering food without flavor, what's wrong with you? Uh, and so we we're watching it in the pool scene where... When uh, when Robin Williams goes, touch me again and I'll drown you, is what I want to say to any customer at Swapper Jacks when they touch me. But I can't because I'm at work. Just want to say that. I don't know if that's how you feel. Nope. I, I'm somewhere on the same page. The sound effect that plays in my head whenever a customer gets way too close to me or like full on shoulder bumps me because they're not looking. Uh... I say customer, it can be anyone, and it's not specific to Swapper Jacks, it's just in general. I always hear the Kill Bill. See, that's the same reaction the fantastic Miss Frida has when she sees a squirrel. And, Look, and we can do a whole nother podcast just talking about Swapper Jacks and what the fuck is wrong with people. But, but hold on um, one second, and the poor thing... The Phantasmus Frida, she waits too long, and then the squirrel runs away. She can get that squirrel, but the squirrel runs away. The poor thing. Um. Oh, also, one other fun fact. I, I am positive that a podcast about customer service and what the fuck is wrong with people, just venting about a non-company, would hit, but that's oh, not no, this show. 100%. Uh, fun fact. Mrs. Doubtfire says, dear, 101 times throughout the movie. Oh, Okay, but, like, I low-key want to make that my ringtone, or, like, my text tone. <laughs> oh, and also, second uh, second uh, little tidbit of information, this is the second highest-grossing movie of 1993. Can you guess what the first one was? Jurassic Park? Yep, righto, you're correct. That, that actually, yeah, that didn't take me as long as it usually probably would. But, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, oh! And you know the We'll get the to Jurassic suit, Park when we get there. The spandex suit that he wore, that Robin Williams wore as Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. He said it yes. was he said it was spandex and beans. He said it was like walking around in a beanbag chair. <laughs> that sounds weirdly comfortable though. It sounds like you would get used to it after a while. Yeah. As long as it's not too hot outside. I imagine it can be really comfortable if it's really chilly where you're at correct but as soon as you start moving around sweating in that thing oh boy correct. heat stroke city um and also let's just let's just start this movie off let's just start it off um this movie's amazing rob williams is playing a voice actor yes i immediately love that oh which by the way um we have all had a job that we wanted to quit like this and i'm just saying this is an amazing way to quit a job. Absolutely. I mean, quoting he refused Gandhi, to sell cigarettes to kids. Fuck yeah. Quoting Gandhi, uh, yeah, but not the best part. But everything else was spot on, like perfect. 
In the first five minutes of this movie, I can fully believe that Robin Williams is just playing himself. Oh, Christopher Columbus admitted on in interviews that he did not know what Robin Williams was gonna was gonna do as Mrs. Doubtfire. They had to they had to film with three cameras because of the improvisation of Robin Williams. That makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. Oh, and, and they uh, captured Tim, it Tim perfectly. Allen, Tim Allen was offered the role of Mrs. Doubtfire, but he turned it down. I'm glad because me too. I, that I would have been weird. Can, I could not see anyone else besides Rob Williams. Maybe Jim Carrey, but he wasn't old enough at the time. Ooh, Jim Jim Carrey could have been really fun, and you're right, he wasn't quite old enough at the time. Um, I think Robin Williams is the only person that could reasonably do this. The only person that doesn't already do drag. Yeah. I think he's the most qualified to to do this because he's an incredible character actor as he's displayed already so many times. Yeah. He becomes a character. He fully inhabits and it's you you can't stop him. It's lightning. Oh hey, so you know Dr. Todd or Dr. Toad in uh in the bartender pool scene? Yes. That's Rob Williams' half brother. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh I, I legit did not know. Oh, um, and also, uh, a friend of the show, uh, remember when we were reviewing Sorry Married and Axe Murderer? Yes, yes. And I told you that, uh, one of, uh, friend of the show has a cousin that shows up in Sorry Married and Axe Murderer. Okay. Um, she also shows up in this film as well. Oh, shit. Where? Um, the, it's at the pool scene, at the bar scene, so the girl... That walks away with the with the boy when Pierce Brosnan walks up. That's our friend's cousin again. Made an oh, appearance shit. again. Yep, I was I was disclosed the name, but I I refuted not to say anything. I was like, I'm not gonna say the name. I'm not gonna say the name. But that's a friend of the show's cousin, who showed up in two 1993 San Francisco based movies. Wow, awesome. Wow. Yeah. So as so he loses he quits his job he walks out his son's birthday it's his twelfth birthday so he goes and decides to throw a party and throw an absolute banger banger an absolute fucking rager oh my god uh, and so then uh, Sally Field who who is who plays a wonderful role by the way this is a year before Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump, she yeah. won an Oscar for. So, like, holy shit. I, I can absolutely see that. Of course. So, uh, her and uh, Robin Williams' character decides to get a divorce. Um, and the proceedings kind of go around really quickly. It is also the early 90s. So, uh, your favorite character, the judge, as I recall, right? Say. Yeah, look in this in this first scene, he's okay. the The judge is okay, reasonable, maybe. Um, it's later that it gets real iffy. Uh, his his final verdict in this case, in my opinion, is real iffy and would not fly today. Um, but yeah, he he tells uh Daniel, uh, look, you're currently without a job. Um. 
I I can't let you have full custody. The mom gets custody, and you can see on we on Saturdays. Daniel obviously doesn't like this. Um, yeah. Sorry, it's it's a very intense scene. All the courtroom scenes uh, are just very intense. Uh, look, I guess we maybe should have started this episode with a trigger warning for anyone that has had some kind of separation or divorce growing up. Uh, it hits heavy. It hits hard. I think it's something everyone should watch because I think this movie handles it very respectfully. Oh, it 100% personally. does. It handles it with the just the nuance that it needs to be held with even though the movie is 30 years old it does in, in my opinion this is very much a very realistic portrayal of one person falling out of love at a much faster rate than the other but that other person not turning into a total total psychopath about it correct speaking of psychopath didn't that make you watch a youtube video before we started filming yeah, it was intense, dude. You want to tell the listeners about it? Uh, the Admiral brought to my attention that some brilliant person on YouTube made an edit where they took Mrs. Datfire and turned it into a horror movie trailer. I didn't need to sleep tonight. It's creepy as fuck. It's fucking creepy. Made oh. even better by the fact that Robin Williams is a very intense actor. And so, yeah, with the right editing and right music, you could make it if Robin Williams was in on this, it could shit your pants. <laughs> yeah. Um oh, also the address, uh twenty six forty Steiner Street is the actual address of the filming location. So if you ever want to go and see it, it's about six blocks from the Yoda fountain where Lucasfilm is. Just saying. And also Fisherman's Wharfs. It's about 16, 20 blocks from Fisherman's Wharf. Hey. Hmm. I, I, this, this, San Francisco is a trip that I do want to go to, but I do want to go to all the iconic scenes. I want to go to Indoor. I want to go to the Steiner House. I also want to go to the future site of Starfleet Academy. Maybe that's just my giant nerd inside me. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. I don't know how you feel about that, but Maestro. No, you're absolutely right. I, I, I've i always said I really wanted to go to Riverside, Iowa, the future birthplace of James Tiberius Kirk. There's, and I thought that would be your number one destination as well. Uh, maybe. I'd, I'd rather go see where the infamous Khan Noon Singh was born. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We, we, gotta, we gotta stay on target. And remember, this isn't a Star Trek show. It's not. Except for, except for the episodes that we say it is. Correct. Uh, so, Mrs. Doubt. Which we do occasionally. So... Um, we get a great scene uh, where he's talking to the court liaison about, what do you do? Oh, I do voices. And he does a vast array of voices. Vast array of voices. Um, and one of my favorites is, I do a great imitation of a hot dog. And it's just silent. And I'm literally going to leave that silence in because that is the great imitation of a hot dog. And I love his response. Patron laughs at this all the time. You know, there was a time where I thought I was funny, but you made me, you know, realize <laughs> that I once was funny, but not now. <laughs> like, Patron laughs at that every time because it's so hilarious and honest. It's 
Yep. And so then uh, he gets a job, uh, you know, and this is so, so all the people out there hiring or, uh, you know, training new people. My favorite thing to say is you take these boxes out, you put them up, you take those boxes out and you put them up, you take those boxes and you put them up. And I swear if I ever meet anybody that goes, wait, so what do you do before you put them up? You grab those boxes. Okay, cool. And then you ship them over there. Hilarious. I don't know why, but that scene is amazing. I guess because my, I guess the older I get, the more funny I found it. I find it. Maybe. I don't know. So. I don't know. No, you're all good. Uh, we, the movie is making it clear, and Robin Williams makes it clear from his performance that he is more, first, it's about his wife and his kids. Over time in the movie, Admiral, am I crazy for thinking that it really, the kids become the reason for all this. The kids become the method to the madness in, like, does he maybe go a, a slight step too far with donning a disguise and becoming a completely different person to be around his kids and his wife under false pretenses? Yeah. Does he hurt them at any point? No, he he literally just loves them and wants to be with them. Yeah. Um. As he said, uh, since the moment he's been born, he hasn't been more more away from them for a day. Like, that's just that's just like honestly great. It's it's beautiful. This movie is one of the handful of movies that absolutely make me cry all throughout, fucking all throughout. Oh, by the uh, way, the you know the line, it's a run by fruiting deer completely we, we also can't forget to talk about the, the his uh brother uh and sister question mark sister-in-law no no brother-in-law that was, that's that's his i know harvey firestein yeah that technically and, be his brother-in-law okay cool cool yeah they just said aunt jackie just to like to okay. specify yeah uh but yeah uh, Uncle Frank and Aunt Jackie uh, are amazing. I, I Gladys and I b- went uh, rewound like both major makeover scenes. Uh, just because I don't know, they're fun. And we did. And for anyone that anyone that asked, yes, I know you're out there. Um, we did put the the blanket over the fantastic Miss Frida and the Honorable Tesla and go matchmaker, matchmaking, make me oh a match. <laughs> because it works perfectly by the way if anyone ever wants to know how being on a phone call with my mother is just hear the phone call with the harvey feinstein that is that fire, is an exact... fire firestein bud harvey feinstein isn't it feinstein fire firestein oh, fire harvey firestein, firestein. Not, not feinstein no I do I'm looking at the IMDb right now. It is, it is F-I-E-R. But, no. Uh, Let's not get him confused with someone amazing. extra, extra problematic. That scene is amazing. I wish that Harvey was in it more. I wish mm-hmm. he was in it more. Oh, same. Big same. I could have used a lot more of that. And a lot less of the awkward bullshit with Pierce Brosnan. You mean before Braun? Yeah. Pierce Brosnan before Bond. BB. BB Pierce. Um, Little BB. So then basically the entire thing that's going on is he has to 
basically undermine his wife without his wife knowing that it's him, but also spend time with his children. And the bus driver thing, I kind of wanted to go just one more time. Me too. Just w- I could use one more scene with the bus driver where she just gently puts him down. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But at the same time, I'm kind of happy they didn't do that. No, I mean, I am, but I'm also just kind of, I just kind of wanted it one more. I wanted closure. Yeah. I was like, hey, hey, how's it going? I'll be friends with you, but I just don't find you attractive. He was cute. He wasn't being gross about it. He was cute. Yeah, no, it's just like, like, I wish, I wish he would have been like, hey, my name's Daniel, you know, I'm, I, I, I dress like this to be with my children. I know it sounds weird, but, you know, I would like to be your friend, but I don't find you attractive that way. Like, that, that would have been perfect. I would have liked closure on that, but you know, that's just me. Um, do you want to talk about the scenes, the little, uh, like, vignettes about him walking across, um, uh the 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 uh, well the sidewalk and then um oh. some burglar trying to grab the purse one of my favorite scenes makes me laugh every fucking time and admiral already described it he tells him to fuck off <laughs> what he yeah, tells him and... to fuck off in his masculine voice while in mrs doubtfire yeah and uh, Patron laughs every time as he goes, I'll kill the sadistic bastard that ever invented heels if I get him. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've ever I attempted mean, to walk in heels, Admiral, but uh, I have. It's not fun. I already have flat feet. My feet already hurt all the time. But Maestro, you know I did theater, right? I know. I did too. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've worn heels before. They're, they're like, the worst part about my feet is I have too big of a feet for heels. <laughs> like my fit, my foot cannot fit in a heel. They don't make them wide enough. So props uh, to Robin Williams for putting up with that costume for so long. Cause my God, again, another moment where I'm pretty sure he's not acting or yeah, he's just being himself. Ooh. Robin Williams with the heels. Oh no. Oh no. He was like legit. Just like going off of my, and you also wanted to mention something um, before we go any further. You wanted to mention something besides the music. And um, I will absolutely but, talk about Howard Shore's amazing music for this movie. We're, okay, you know what? TLDR, look. The music for, the, for this movie really could have used more of Howard Shore's scores. Because, yes, Lord of the Rings, Howard Shore. And also, yeah. The same guy? Yeah, same guy that wrote wow. uh, the music for all three Lord of the Rings movies and all three Hobbit movies. Uh, and I believe Breaking Dawn Part 1. I think. he's Look, he was oh, all over the place. Why? I, do, I think he was wasted in this movie. Because in all the pivotal emotional scenes, you instead use uh, way too on-the-nose songs. Songs I like, they're fine. But, like... Hey, maybe in this context, uh, uh, sh- uh, dude looks like a lady and walk like a man are a little too on the nose. On the prosthetic nose. So, for my entire life, my entire life, I legit thought the song Dude Looks Like a Lady mm-hmm. was made for this movie. I swear to you, I did. 
Like, is it still a fun song to belt on a uh, rock and roller coaster? Sure. I mean, I mean, yeah, but I don't really, I don't really like Steven Tyler right now. Thank you. For the, Thank you. For the stuff that's going on. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Good call. Um, so there is an actor that's done interviews um, since he's been acting. But he's been act. He was acting movies before. Mr. You're talking Dapper. about Matthew Lawrence, uh, the gentleman that you were talking to me earlier about when he was talking about the interviews. Yeah, Rob so Williams. Matthew Lawrence, yeah, go ahead. Uh, who plays Rob Williams' son in this movie, Chris, uh, has done a bunch of interviews since, where he's uh, essentially said, like, in between takes, Robin would just be isolated. And trying his best to hang on. And at one point, uh, Matthew Lawrence apparently went into his dressing room. Ron Williams told him straight up, never do cocaine. I, I cut it five years ago, and it's still in my head. It's fucked up my head irre- irreversibly. I, I'm not trying to make this a drug PSA. I'm not. I am saying how insane Robin Williams' performances are in this movie despite everything going on in his head, despite the irreparable damage. It's like getting concussed. You know, you're not the same person after. And he still managed to pump out one of the most iconic performances in a movie of all time. That that's That has nothing to do with the shit that fucked him up. That has everything to do with the incredibly strong person he was an incredibly talented performer he was what do you think Admiral I I 100% agree with you like the fact that Rob Williams told that to an 11 or 12 year old just has so much weight it just it's I don't Let's just let's just move on because it's, no, I'm sorry. It's I didn't mean to too much grab bring the episode down way too hard, but it's like it's okay. It's uh, look, talk I talk have, to your friends. Appreciate the people around you. I have, I have some good news. What do you got? So, Christopher Chris Columbus sold scripts to Steven Spielberg that became Gremlins in 1984 and The Goonies in 1985. But he didn't have any success until he started directing movies like Home Alone and Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. And the first two Harry Potter films. Yep. Yep. So that not that just cool that Steven Spielberg's like, hey, I like your scripts. You should direct a movie, man. Yep. Go ahead. So I just love that Christopher Columbus was number two in 1993 of the financial gross movie, and it was right behind Steven Spielberg. Oh, and by the way, this this movie won best makeup at the academies for that year just letting you know fucking good yeah <laughs> oh and uh also another thing about chris columbus he's a huge james bond fan and while they were filming he went up to pierce browser and he's like dude i'm i'm fucking pissed that that remington steel didn't let you become james bond in the 80s you should do it and so Pierce Brosnan was like, yeah, sure, yeah, my ship sailed, like, whatever. So MGM, when they were looking for, you know, James Bonds in, like, 1994, uh, Chris Chris Columbus called MGM up and was like, you should use Pierce Brosnan. And lo and behold, 
Not saying Chris Columbus got him the gig, but he probably helped. Probably. Probably helped. Um, and do you want to talk about his eldest daughter who was in Matinee and also in 1993? Hmm. The John Goodman movie? Yeah. Oh, she oh, shit. She did two Hang on. movies in 1993. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, the girl who plays... Ah, uh, the girl who plays Natalie. Mara Wilson. Uh, this is her Matilda. first starring role. Yeah, this is, this is I believe, right before Matilda. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mara Wilson is yeah, Lisa, incredible. Lisa Still Ju- incredible. Lisa Jukabi. I believe that's her name, Lisa uh, Jacoby. Uh, she's Canadian. Uh, she was. She also starred in Matinee and oh, yeah. in this movie in 1993. Oh, and she was also in Independence Day. Oh wait, okay. wasn't she? She was. Wasn't she uh, uh, Randy Quaid's daughter in Independence Day? Oh, she's Alicia. Okay, George Lucas in love. She, no, she, I think. LOL. I think she. Is she the president's daughter, or is no? I'm thinking of Mars Attacks. I'm thinking of Mars Attacks. I got those two movies mixed up. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, this movie is 30 years old. We're not gonna find anything new that hasn't been said already, guys. You know, we kind of just went through the plot, talked about our favorite scenes, talked about some fun facts, because we want you to go and watch it. This is it's. Do we even have to say the gem rating for this movie? It's a whole gem. The, the whole thing all around, it's it's a it whole gem. It better be a whole gem. That being said, I do want to pitch to you very quickly, Adam. Go ahead. An idea I had while watching my least favorite scene in this movie, because it takes too long to get good, uh, the Bridges diner okay. scene, where as Patron uh, he is simultaneously... The cringe scene. Yep. The cringe. I call it, uh, I call it trope Ooh. city. This, this, is, this is the trope scene. Uh, yeah, it's so cringy because there's so much you could have avoided so much just by saying I can't fucking be there. Like, put your damn foot down, please. Uh, or just like being honest with someone in this situation. So I want to pitch to you, uh, an alternate version of the scene, uh, where the scene goes as it does in the movie. This is assuming that he makes the same choice to meet. Both parties there at the same time. And split personalities. Halfway through this dinner, four glasses of way too fancy whiskey in with this producer. He's just straight up like, alright dude, look, I gotta come clean. I'm pulling double duty with my family and I need you to help me. At that point, drunk producer would probably be like, fuck yeah. I'm in. Let's go. He would definitely pull up my show. Let's fucking go. Shut up. <laughs> I don't say that that much. Okay. Only when I'm really excited, okay? And on this show, that happens quite frequently. Yep. No, I, I like that. I like that alternate bridge scene. That's a good one. Um. Also, Patron. I also just, I love Robert Prosky, and I wish he had more time to just play around and be silly in this movie. Yeah. Um, also, Patron and I have two questions for you specifically. Um, What's number that? one, uh, when uh, his son finds out his son is uh, Chris, when Chris goes to tell Liddy 
that Mrs. Doubtfire is a man. Um, Patron's only problem with that scene is Robin Williams didn't wash his hands. Thank you. Thank you. That was bothering me too. Thank you. My, like that, I, my I don't care. I don't need to know what's between your damn legs. That is not my fucking business. Just please wash your fucking hands. Uh, my, so I, I do too. Okay. You agree with, you agree with, you agree with Patron. It's great. Absolutely. Please wash your damn hands. I have a question. Like it, you. like it's still COVID time. I have a question for you. Um, how was Robin Williams improvisation of the King James Brownosaurus and the Raptor rap? I want a breakdown of all three songs. Go. Wait, you want a what? A breakdown of what you think of the Raptor rap. There's nothing I can add to that. It's perfect. Is it? Is it? Is it amazing? I want that as my ringtone. Oh that. my god! I want that. <laughs> there's there's nothing I can add to that, Admiral. It's already perfect. Look, this movie. If you haven't watched this movie, do please go watch it. It's great. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's good. It's also on Disney Plus right now. Please go watch it. The, we have, Absolutely. We have a gem rating here on Cinema Gems, a full gem and amazing movie. Look, that's it. This movie's a full gem. We're just going to say it. Yeah, same. Full gem. That That's easy. I can watch this movie. It's an iconic Robin Williams performance. And like I said earlier, it's up there with, depending on the day of the week, it's really up there with Death to Smoochie for me. It, it's, it's just an iconic movie and I suggest y'all go watch it. So guys, we just want to thank Marty and the Arrogant Observer for allowing us to be on your website, lowerangpictures.com. Please go to your your 30 tab, guys, and please go give us some love. Also, go check on the What's On tab because they always got some episodes that they like to talk about. But also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us choose your music. And also, guys, yes, next week we should have a special guest. I think I talked to them. I don't know if the butt maestro did, but... It's awesome. We've talked. It's all awesome. we we've talked. Uh we'll we'll get a group message going after after this episode. It's also another movie that's we'll talk about specifics. Years old. Yep. We actually mentioned earlier in the episode. Possibly. We don't know if the listeners remembered. Let's let's see if y'all are paying attention. Exactly. But guys, look, we want to be the podcast that you want to listen to, so please email us at cinemagems15, that's fifteen at gmail.com. Please let us know. Go ahead and drop us a line in the Gmail bag and let us know, hey, you guys suck. Hey, you guys should do this. How old are we? Hey, I found about I found out about you while checking out a Swapper Jacks, and you guys suck. Thanks. Okay, cool. Thanks. Any. Oh, and the, and I don't know if you guys heard, but the Honorable Tesla is also agreeing about that, mainly because the street sweeper is cleaning in front of. I know the Honorable Tesla. I know. The street sweeper is cleaning in front of the video store right now. So, yeah. But look, guys, just make sure you're taking time for yourself. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. And just just, just, just take some time for yourself before you can help others. Please. Not just for, not just for yourself, but for everyone. Take, take some time for yourself. I'm sorry if I'm a little quiet than usual for this episode, but I mean, the Admiral's covering it. Yeah. That. <laughs> yep. 
And also, guys, just remember to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always. Bye, guys. See ya. Love y'all.